Welcome to Charm the Water. My name is Aaron David. Weird Halloween. Uh, this is Day of Moon. Last night was Halloween and no trick-or-treaters. None. Ten years ago, which is weird to say because if I had a kid ten years ago, I would have a ten-year-old kid today. What the? Uh, ten years ago, this neighborhood was like a little parade on Halloween. There would be cars everywhere. People would come here from around the city because they knew this was a good neighborhood to get their goodies at. Uh, Kelly has noted over the years there's less and less trick-or-treaters. I don't know if that's true like everywhere. Certainly COVID would have something to do with that, but uh, even pre-COVID it seemed like every year there was less trick-or-treaters. So I don't know exactly what's going on. If the demographic's changing, which it is because older people are dying, moving away, going to nursing homes or whatever, and uh, a lot of younger people have moved in this neighborhood, uh, like looks to me like they'd be in their 20s buying houses. One of those has gone away, and I won't get into why, but there's some juicy gossip in the neighborhood. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, yeah, the neighbor directly to our north is gone and somebody else has moved in and I never did like that neighbor. I, I don't know if I don't really like any neighbors. People just shouldn't live next to each other. <laughs> but uh, whoever's there now, I haven't seen. And that was the exact opposite with the people there and everybody else in this neighborhood. It was extraordinarily nosy. Uh, whoever moved in there now, I don't have a clue who it is. Haven't seen them. But what I do here, like all day, every day, is piano music. And it's it's actually quite uh, quaint and nice uh, so far. <laughs> it's kind of magical, to tell you the truth. But, um, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much life here. It was a weird Halloween. It just kind of made you... It, it felt post-apocalyptic. Like, what's going on? Uh, but... Two last night, I got a bit anxious over the trading stuff, and uh, what I ended up doing was uh, finding out about Jason Williams and Michelle Williams, the actress, who I did not know about these people before last night, and who they are is the children of Larry Williams. Larry Williams is the mentor of my mentor, and uh, Larry Williams in 1989 in his late 40s won the Robins Cup it's the world championship of trading and uh, his daughter at 16 years old Michelle Williams the actress would win the Robins Cup as well and uh, his son Jason Williams I actually watched a lecture in which he talked about the uh, Neo personality test. He was actually trained uh, by the people who created that test and he called it the gold standard of personality test um, where Myers-Briggs will give you the category but won't go further into that. He was like uh, this is the standard today. uh, The Neo personality test. So what he did he knew there had been two colleagues prior to him who studied traders and uh, gave them personality tests, but it hadn't been done in a very orderly fashion. 
Um, so what he and his dad kind of just did as a father-son project, this isn't what he does for a living. Um, he's a psychologist for a living, but uh, out of their project came this book. What they did was get together the traders that they knew uh, who were long-term successful, uh, long-term consistently profitable, and they're friends, essentially. And uh, they gave them the very detailed, that had not been done before, uh, Neo test. And uh, it was really amazing what emerged. For me, uh, there was the realization that I have neurotic tendencies. And uh, Jason Williams... I guess I should say Dr. Jason Williams uh, described that in that uh, neurotic isn't like a Woody Allen. It is not how the term used to be used to describe somebody with like, I don't know, crazy pathologies and stuff. It's not used in that negative sense. Today, the word neurotic is used specifically in personality traits and everybody um, has the capacity uh, to be neurotic and we all are at certain points in different ways and in each one of these there's a bell curve and it makes a lot of sense and just thinking about the pentagram ritual with the neo test there are five main personality trait thingies uh, and it matches up so well with uh, the pentagram and what I look at in that ritual as an equilibrium um, enforcing thing between the forces represented by the five points of the pentagram. The personality test, Neo personality test, I was listening to Dr. Jason Williams. This was like totally meshing up with me. I realized that uh, one, I should take this test on the internet. (laughs) So I found the best one that I could find. I'll put that link in the show notes. Uh, It's free, but it's going to take you some time. I would suggest at least answering 300 of the questions and uh, for them to get a good, for you to get a good result. It's free. It's anonymous. And what came back for me was uh, that I'm anxious And that was bad. So what a neurotic in this context is, uh, as it's used today, is somebody when uh, they get exposed to a certain button being pressed, (laughs) they uh, react with extraordinarily negative emotions that can derail them that describes to a T what has been going on with my trading. It's not my ability. It's not my lack of skill. It's my head train wrecking me. And that is what it is. It's the buildup of anxiety, these negative emotions building. And then I just like, you could say drop the ball in little league. And, um, 
Hearing him talk about this was great, and it helped me so much just in that one lecture. Uh, He was saying that from the successful traders that they tested, uh, they all had average levels on the neurotic bell curve. So that wasn't where it was at. Uh, Where it was at was with anxiety. They had all low anxiety. And I realized that was not me. Um, I not only have neurotic tendencies, uh, but also high anxiety. (laughs) And if you put that combination together, uh, that can get you some bad places quick. (laughs) Some downward spirals, man. Uh, But, you know, I'm used to it because I'm just melancholic in nature and kind of, you know, gloomish. I'm not necessarily gloomish. I'm fun, crazy, gleeful too, but also gloomish sometimes. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, I realized that the, the common denominator among successful traders, low anxiety, was not what I had. I had relatively high anxiety, and that was reflected in the internet neo test that I took. And so I realized that's what I got to work on. That's what I got to work on. How do I work on that? Well, it's pretty obvious. Um, You think it's about things like meditation or pranayama, which is what I felt that I've been, should been doing for a long time. So um, after absorbing all of this information last night, I felt so much better, so much more relaxed and calm about my trading journey, about this trading challenge, and just everything in general. Uh, So from that point, I said, you know, I could use help. Uh, Demonic help was my first thought. (laughs) Demons cause some people anxiety. I go to them to like, uh, for help with it. So uh, what I did is I have these divination dice. They're old and yellowed and they're Bakelite. They're kind of heavy and I love them and I've had them for a long time and I use them for divination. Odd is no, even is yes. But in this case, I wanted them to give me the number of a goetic spirit that I should go to for help with anxiety. So uh, I cast them. The first number that came up was 14. So I said, okay, 14 is a possibility. Now, if I get, uh, I'm going to go ahead with another couple of rolls and we'll see what happens if 14 comes up again or if there's a, uh, it adds up. If So basically I rolled again. It was a four, which in my logic, I said, that's such a low number. Uh, if it was supposed to be higher, it would have been higher. So I'm going to stop here. And we have two possibilities, 14, or actually three possibilities, 14, four and the addition of those which is 22 so i looked at those three goetic spirits using the numbering from the lesser key of solomon joseph h peterson uh it's a super extraordinarily nice hardcover book i have uh from wiser books but you can also find that on joseph peterson's uh website um esoteric archives i love this this it's so nice you can hear that that's the hardcover uh so i used the numbering of the spirit list from that book 
Looked at 14, looked at 4, looked at 22. Obviously, to me, 22 was it. 22 is ipos, or aporos, or aporos, or uh, possibly a couple other things. And uh, I'll read you that right now. Uh, Let's see here. 22... Uh, 38 22 the 22nd spirit is called Ipos he is an earl and a mighty prince two rankings there and appeareth in ye form of an angel with lion's head goose's feet and hare's tail he knoweth things past and to come he maketh men witty and bold And that was what got me, and bold, and governeth 36 legions of spirits. His seal or character is this, which must be worn as a lamed before you. So if we picture that five-part neo-personality test, or if we picture the pentagram, you can kind of see how um, anxiety and boldness would be on opposite ends from each other, or opposite ends of a bell curve, and The healthy place would be a nice equilibrium between the two because you don't want to be too bold and you don't want to have too much anxiety keeping you from making bold moves. Both would be bad. Uh, An equilibrium would be ideal. Uh, So in my magic theory, the pentagram ritual is what helps equilibrize Uh, all of that stuff within yourself and I just kind of saw all of this psychological stuff as you know really easily being laid over top of that and so I kind of know well I'll get into that later continuing with the the Goetia I uh, next went to Rufus Opus's book and um, I really like Rufus Opus's Goetic Grimoire uh, I think he has a unique relationship with the spirits of the Goetia. And uh, I think that comes out in his descriptions. Uh, he does not number them. He has them by rank. So, give me one second. Let's see if I can find this. Here we go. All right, this is Rufus Opus. Uh, Ippos is a good spirit to have at hand if you're a salesman or giving presentations to those in power attempting to influence their decisions. He makes you confident and quick-witted, enabling you to address any objections which might come up during the presentation quickly and decisively. He tells you what's going on behind the scenes and what people are expecting. He reveals that which is to come as it relates to your subject matter, enabling you to take advantage of trends or windfalls coming your way. And uh, let me tell you, trading is literally taking advantage of trends. So I said, indeed, indeed, Mr. Divination Dice. 14 and 4, 22 22 is Ippos, and Ippos 
does indeed sound like he would be a great help. So, as a third source, I went to myself. And years ago, I wrote this little book, booklet, chapbook called Solomon's Lotto Book. There's not much writing to it. It's essentially the uh, spirits of the hours from the Higramantea. What I did was um, gematratize them into numbers. And I also added for um, the spirits of the planets as well as goetic spirits corresponding. So for Ippos, he would be under probably Jupiter and Venus. Uh, but right now I'm looking at him. I've got him day, night of Jupiter, goetic spirits. Uh, I have Ippos. And get this, the Gematria for Ippos in my own book is 220. So there's that 2-2 two, two again. And that was just like, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Really? Like the Gematria is that? And that's his like number in the book too? And that's what the dice said too? I was like, this is my this is my dude you gotta be kidding me so anyway uh, I have by the gematria the sign corresponding as well uh, which is cancer so that is fascinating and I already feel more confident like, I feel so at ease. Uh, this morning was easy. Uh, easy like Sunday morning. That is my goal with trading. To make my lifestyle just a continuous, easy Sunday morning. That's what I'm about. Oh, God, yes. Without the church service. Uh, but anyway, it was easy. Uh, unlike how it's been for the last week of the challenge. It was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> Super stress-filled, and I was making it hell myself. But uh, this morning, I got up 6.30 a.m. I got up early. I did my chores. Feed the chickens. Uh, feed the cat. Uh, get mom up. Get mom her medication. Get her something to eat. Get back to my trading desk with coffee, which I set the timer on the previous night to uh, save myself some time. So I I had well planned for this morning. And it was great. It went off like just clockwork. It was smooth, easy. And got to my trading desk and, uh, you know, on the economic calendar, I knew I probably would not be trading because it's Monday 1 and we know what Monday is about uh, it's not it, the week is really fired off on Tuesday uh, could happen on Monday could happen as late as Wednesday but generally it's Tuesday and Monday is a fairly you know uh, quiet day um, just as it probably is at anybody's workplace <laughs> It's not quite insane. Well, everyone's, but in general. 
and uh, it's a bank holiday in two countries so that makes it even less you know if it's a bank holiday don't trade because uh, it's not going to be much going on nevertheless uh, I was looking around in the charts and I pulled up gold spot gold XAU USD and there was a trade uh, technical analysis there's a trade and I just boom entered saw it entered stop loss take profit reasonable um, sizing and uh, just chilled out I actually after that did pranayama I'm not sure for how long I I was using a metronome and uh, I actually touched my finger in tea tree oil and uh, Vicks Vapor Rub and just touched my nostrils before I did pranayama and that helped clear especially my right nozzle I've got like a deviated septum or something I have a lot of trouble with my right nostril breathing sometimes it wants to close up so that uh, helped a lot and uh, I felt just really strong confident peaceful Um, it's like the hexagram I pulled uh, I forget what the number is it's 40 something I think for stillness that's what I felt like just strong stillness and I let the trade play out till it reached a logical take profit area which was just under 1% uh, I think it was like 0.8 something percent and took profit and was done with the trading day uh, 10 a.m. then went and cooked breakfast for Kelly and mom and uh, now I'm doing this and it's just been smooth and easy all the way through I want every day to be pretty much well it would get boring after a while wouldn't it but uh, this is definitely how much trading what I should strive for is this this level of just calm collectiveness and not letting myself get myself uh, into a bunch of neurotic anxiety stuff (laughs) because Because I'm the one that puts myself there. And for me, you know, a lot of it goes back to my childhood. Not only with what the last episode was about, but also there was the religious church side of that too. And I believe that that plays a big role in it as well. As does just, you know, uh, I think inherited from my mom and grandma who were very... Woody Allen-ish type of people. Not necessarily my mom. My mom's very strong, but... uh, I think she can take on a lot of nervousness if if she lets herself. And I can too. If I let myself, I can uh, let fear take over. And I think it happens with introspective people. Uh, who are very observant, uh, who are introverted, introspective. Uh, They think a lot, and that sometimes can run off the wheel 
and you can get yourself like just geared up. And for me, talking this this show, what I'm doing here, it's like releasing the air valve on that when too much pressure just talking for me talking 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 is a huge release of all that energy but um i think specifically for the anxiety uh that can happen with trading in highly volatile markets which was not today um today was a smooth sailing monday but it just happened we got a uh, zephyr in from the east and it carried us up. I think it was about 85 pips or something in gold. So it's easy. Easy. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. So uh, is there anything else? Yes, yes. With Ippos just such when weird shit like that happens you know with the uh, Solomon's Lotto Gematria that just blew me away uh, yeah that was like yep but so I, I haven't figured it out yet 10 is a possibility um, for the seal or copper, I believe, since it, I, I want to, I'm thinking, is that what it is? Let me double check this because if I'm wrong, so going back to, I need to find the rankings. So, all right. Prelates? That's what he was, right? Or an earl. Oh, God, I've forgotten now. These rankings don't make... I don't have any context for them. So I probably should get on Wikipedia or something and, like, study these medieval rankings or whatever they are to try to understand them more. So he is an earl and mighty prince. Earl is Venus, I mean, uh, copper and silver. And then the prince. See, this is what I don't understand. It says king, marquises, dukes, prelates, knights, presidents, earls. Where is Prince? Like, I'm thinking, obviously, one of those is synonymous with Prince? Which Prince is Jupiter, so it would have to be Prelates, right? And that is a higher ranking than Earl, so it would be it seems to me most logical that the proper metal would be 10 or you could add two-thirds 10 to one-third copper and silver for the cast now that may be what i do uh 
the other thing I've never done before is, well, I've done it a, sort of, is to melt metal. I'm not even sure what the things are called. Kiln? I don't know. Uh, whatever it is, I've made one out of a propane tank. Um, a large barbecue thing. I cut it in half. Uh, the best way to cut it in half is with one of those little hand rotary tools. And, uh, not the little ones. Not like a Dremel, but like a... (laughs) I forget exactly what they're called. Uh, the blades are a little smaller than a CD, if anybody knows what the hell those are. So, uh, yeah, I've got to get that out because I made it and then I was confused as to a fuel source. So silver, copper, tin, that will take very high heat to melt. And, um, that's what I'll have to, uh, I I would like to get this seal made this week. So I have some propane uh, with a nozzle, I'm thinking I could try that possibly with some, uh, wood charcoal in the oven. What I don't have is a crucible, but I could cut a pro, a smaller propane tank and make the crucible. I have some empty propane tanks, by the way, uh, you got to know what you're doing messing with empty propane tanks uh, even a small amount of propane and um, if you go to put that rotary tool on it which throws sparks like crazy uh, you have to make sure uh, the propane tanks are very empty of any propane and that's a careful procedure that uh, the last step is uh pushing water into the container and so it pushes as the water fills up it'll push all the gas out the top and then you let it overflow and then you're sure that the gas is out and then you can cut it with the rotary tool or whatever hacksaw if you have to so that's that's what I'm thinking my uh, furnace or whatever it's called in metallurgy I've already got the oven part I should really find out what these things are called so I'll have to make the crucible by emptying a small propane canister that'll be the crucible all I need other than that is wood charcoal and I'm going to try it with uh, wood charcoal in the thing around the crucible with a propane shooting in the uh bottom of the oven thingy. Does that make any sense? Yes, maybe. And if we're lucky, we can melt the copper, silver, and tin that we will have in the crucible. So that's the plan. That's the plan for this week. Uh, that'll. I need to set all that up I think Thursday would be the proper day again because prelate, which I think is synonymous with Prince, uh, corresponds to Thursday, and that makes the most sense because it's a higher rank than Earl.
but if that's Earl would work too, and that's why I'm adding the copper and silver, which would be used if you did the Friday thing. Yes, it all makes sense. All right, that's my project for today. I mean, this week. So today I'm going to get that out. All right then, until next time.